Get down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Get down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Get down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Who's down with D&D? Yeah, you know me. Down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Get down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. I'm down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Who's down with D&D? Welcome to Down With D&D. I'm Sean Merwin, and today our guest host is Chris Lindsay. Chris's official title is Specialist Product Marketing at Wizards of the Coast, and among his many accomplishments and responsibilities have been, or are currently, overseeing the operations of the D&D Adventurers League, the creation and stewardship of the DMs Guild, various partnership channels between D&D and third-party creators, and much, much more. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, thank you. So how's uh, life treating you out there on the left coast? Uh, on the left coast? Yeah. <laughs> we, we are doing uh, uh, well. Uh, uh, I have been given permission to be a hermit, and therefore I am a hermit. Okay. That's, <laughs> a lot of gamers, I think, are in that situation where it's like, okay, I am going to stay home and play games. Or at least wish I could play more games. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So uh, we've had you on the show before, but for new listeners, could you give a rundown of your D&D life? Uh, and include, if you can, how you started working at Wizards, because I think that is a wonderful story. Sure. Uh, so um, I have been playing D&D, or I've been involved with the, the game uh, since nineteen. Uh, 19- 81, I want to say. Um, so a good long time. Um, I was very young back then. And uh, in 2000, I went to Gen Con for the very first time. And on the way back from Gen Con, I... Uh, was gonna uh, looking forward to actually a wait in the airport for about five hours mm. and i bumped into a friend of mine uh who introduced me to this individual by the name of stephen radney mcfarland mm-hmm. and uh, uh stephen also had a very long wait and we sat and we chatted and we chatted and we chatted and we became friends uh, uh over the course of the, uh our our airport uh Uh, slog as it were Mm -hmm. so um at any rate uh uh we both came back home and and did things we were doing and steven um and i uh were friends for for quite some time but it wasn't long though before uh he got to read one of the first adventures that i wrote for uh living greyhawk and um really liked what i was doing so um after some conversations and the fact that he was just getting hammered with work, uh, editorial work, uh, as the content manager for the RPGA, they brought me in to assist him with uh, the editorial responsibility, basically helping lift that load. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I edited adventures as a contractor for about 18 months for uh, Wizards of the Coast. Okay. Um, and. Uh, and then as a freelancer uh, for a few months after that, um, in 2003, uh, I was hired on as the only member of Wizards of the Coast customer service with 
a master's degree. Mm -hmm. And I came in there and uh, uh, I was hired specifically to, to manage like Dungeons and Dragons questions and so forth, which I did. Um, and uh, as part of customer service, um, uh, it wasn't long before I managed to wheedle my way up mm -hmm. into a, a, a situation where um, I could basically be teaching others uh, great practices on how to manage uh, customer service and how to manage our fans uh, in that respect by email, by phone, and so forth. And I was the, the training and operations manager in customer service um, uh, where I uh, basically recreated their entire uh, curriculum for bringing and onboarding on new uh, new customer service reps. So, cool. um, yeah, uh, from there, uh, in 2010, I uh, uh, was looking for something new, and I joined, um, as a job share, I joined the D&D team, uh, working uh, on the brand team, and uh, I was supposed to be working with them for six months, and then I would go back to my old job. And three months in, they offered me a full-time position. Um, and in that same year, I wrote the initial draft of the uh, a proposal for what eventually became the Dungeon Master's Guild. Wow. So there was quite a gap between when you conceived the idea and when it was actually implemented. Yeah, there was quite a gap. Um, so uh, the Dungeon Master's Guild came around, um, and I spent that was the initial the initial proposal, um, and uh, I spent the next four years uh, trying to convince people that this was a good idea. <laughs> and um, after that finally happened, uh, we spent a couple of years trying to figure out how to implement it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so by 2016, we had launched the Dungeon Master's Guild, and 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 there you have it. Mm -hmm. So um, as a as a as a former freelance contributor to, to D and D uh, I knew what a challenge it was to try and get work and so forth. And I thought what a fantastic way it would be to service fans in a creative community, because as we all know, D and D is this massive creative community of people um, who are making up their own content constantly. Mm -hmm. um, what a great way to service this, this group, if we could provide a place for them to kind of congregate and to, show off their stuff yeah uh, without there being uh, a whole lot of gatekeeping outside of you know uh you know n nothing, nothing racing right yeah so uh, so yeah that was fun uh anyways i was uh instrumental in uh the business end of putting together fifth edition dungeons and dragons which i'm really proud of mm -hmm. um and the rest is, is pretty, it's pretty much history uh i i i I did when the Dungeon Masters Guild launched. I took over the D and uh, D Adventures League, mm -hmm. and with a focus on trying to bring the entire community together. Right. Right. So we have uh, content creators, and we have people who want to play, and trying to refocus uh, those efforts into something that was a little more cohesive. And ever since then, I've been trying to uh, basically bring the community around to. Uh, something that really uh, does a great job of supporting their play as well as supporting uh, our products that we're putting out for them to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great system um, that 
that was implemented and that continues to grow in terms of servicing the various kinds of fans that are out there, right? Because as you said, there, there are the players, there are the DMs, there are the creators, and then there, you know, there's different kinds of creators too, right? There's, yeah. there's the homebrew world builders, there's the adventure writers, there's the, the uh, rules writers, the, yeah, uh, you know, there's a place for all of them on the Dungeon Masters Guild. Exactly. Uh, to show off what it is that they're capable of doing. Uh, and we're constantly keeping an eye, right? So uh, looking out for new new talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I won't lie, I will say that um, of the literally tens of thousands of pieces of content that are on the Dungeon Masters Guild, a very small percentage of them uh, actually do do particularly well mm-hmm. uh, with the fan base. Um, and if you're looking at those pages and you're looking at the ones that are top sellers and stuff, those are the products that you really should be looking at if you're, if you're trying to create something that you'd like to, to sell. Or, you know, if you just want to show off what you've already got, and that's cool, you can put it up there with no expectations, and that's fine too. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. It is ultimately... It is a creative community, mm-hmm. regardless of what your, your personal goals are when you, when you enter into it. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I get that question probably more than any is, you know, I want to get started. I want to be a freelancer who works for Wizards. How do I get started? And it's hard to answer that question because when I started in 2000, it was a whole different world. Oh, yes. You know, not just in terms of games, but just in terms of the world itself. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, I can tell my story of how I got there, but it's different from the story you just told. And it's going to be mm-hmm. different from someone who started in 1980, as opposed to someone who's starting in 2019 or 2020. So, you know, th- there isn't any one right answer. Uh, there are a lot of right answers, but they all require you to do the thing you want to do regardless of whether you reach your goal immediately or not. That is the, that's a key. I mean, yeah. uh, every time I've seen an interview with people who are famous writers and so forth, who write novels and things, people will always ask them inevitably that question, how, how do you become what you are? And the answer is always the same. Well, I just started doing it and I continued doing it and I did it every day. And I, wrote and wrote and wrote. So if you want to create content for D&D or for other games, you just start creating content, mm-hmm. right? And just expect that the first pieces that you create aren't going to rock like you really want them to. Right. Okay. Uh, that's not the way it works. You, you really have to, I mean, and you're going to think that they're cool and that's fine and that's awesome. And you might enjoy them with your group and that's also awesome. Mm-hmm. okay but the fact of the matter is is that in order to write to a larger audience it's really a much different mindset and um uh you need uh time and practice to kind of figure out how that works for you yep and and there are things uh, that you can do tangentially to to the creating that you want to do i mean you mentioned you got your break when you met Stephen radley mcfarland uh, mm-hmm. coming back from gen con well, the fact is you were at Gen Con. I was at Gen Con. Yeah, right. I went to Gen Con in Milwaukee. Uh, that was a hoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Gen Con, is, it was it's just a huge thing. And, and the, the funny part is, I don't know if this is funny, haha, but 
I mean, in our current environment, I don't know how we're going to ever be able to return back to shows like that. Right. Uh, that, that size, because, you know, uh, this pandemic has really shocked us all. And I don't think that people coming together in like 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people all at once is feasible anymore. Right. Right. And won't be for a, for a, a while, if, if ever. Um, yeah, you know, and and that and that's the that's the question that's on everyone's mind is how how is this changing everything, right? It's not just changing your your individual life. Well, that's important, obviously. It's how yeah, is it changing yeah, yeah, yeah. the things that we haven't even considered yet? Right, right, yeah. I, I think that what we're going to see, um, and. Uh, this of course is just from my, my own personal perspective is I think we're going to see um, if there are events, they're going to be smaller events. Mm -hmm. And by events, I mean uh, events where people show up and are actually there face to face, they're going to be much smaller. Mm -hmm. um, and by smaller, I mean a few dozen or maybe a hundred. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I think these larger events, I think there's a place for them online. Yeah. And I, I think that there's a way to do that. And um, I've already, you know, without giving away my future, future, future plans, started trying to puzzle through that. Mm -hmm. Well, that leads us really well into our topic for today, um, which is the DD community in the time of the pandemic. Um, so, yeah. like for a large portion of our population, gaming population, DD has always been a social activity above all else, right? You, you, you go to a friend's house, you go to the game store, um, you go to a convention and you sit down with people and you interact. And obviously the internet's expansion and the advancement of online tools has made playing remotely, playing online easier than ever, but still many people feel um, the weight of that isolation, not being able to sit down with, with others and share a joke or share a meal while you play. Um, so, can you talk about what Wizards of the Coast has been doing to help um, the gaming cause, if you will, during this time? Absolutely. So our first kind of shot across the bow with regards to trying to assist our fans with continuing to enjoy their hobby um, was we put a, a web page up that had a variety of resources that um, they could utilize uh, in order to continue to play the game uh, with those uh, using internet connection, obviously, um, uh, with their friends and their families and so forth uh, during this time. Um, there's, a, and by the way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause here when I say we, um, there is a, a, a group of us at Wizards um, who are, basically the response team for this time. Hmm. Um, they include myself. They uh, include um, Bart Carroll, who is a, a masterful, masterful web producer mm -hmm. and other things. And I'm sure I don't know what his official title is. All I know is that he's the guy that makes sure that all of the, the cool internet stuff happens. Mm -hmm. um, and I know it's really more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bart's uh, been around, it seems like forever now. Yeah, Bart is fantastic. Yeah, um, and then uh, uh, Mike Merles uh, has 
been a fantastic resource as far as helping us with assembling a content plan. And then I went out and pulled together all sorts of content and I made contacts with like the Guild Adepts and with our, our partners at D&D Beyond and Fantasy Grounds and Roll20. And we all kind of like gathered together uh, as, a, as a force. Uh, kind of like you know, ten, you know, five mini lion bots becoming one giant lion <laughs> bot, right? Right. And uh, and we assembled this content that we wanted to just say, hey, you know what? We know you love what we're doing. That's not a concern of ours. What we want to make sure is that you have an opportunity to continue to enjoy this. So we're we're putting out this content for free. Um, or making it available for free. Some of it is stuff that you can get for free and keep it, and some of it is stuff that you can get access to for free for a little while, and then later on, if you want, you have to buy it. Mm -hmm. But um, but either way, just basically facilitating play, you know, mm -hmm. by first giving you those tools, like pointing you at places like the Roll Twenty and, and Fantasy Grounds uh, virtual tabletops or Discord, mm -hmm. uh, where you could play online. Or you could use, I mean, if you have the means, you can use like Zoom or um, Microsoft Teams. And there's all kinds of applications and stuff where you can get together with your friends uh, and talk to each other and laugh and have a good time. Uh, you can even uh, eat while you're, while you're playing um, <laughs> and share, share recipes, right, yeah. over the, over, while you're talking over what you're making and, and brag about the cool stuff you made or just talk um sadly about the, the bag of cheetos that you've got um and the mountain dew that you're drinking yep so that's fine too yep just a small tip here for the love of all that's holy if you are eating while you are playing mute the mic <laughs> that's i've i've started trying to play online um and that's that's the one thing if if you're going to take anything out of any lesson of online playing it's it's that please mute the mic while you chew <laughs> it's a true story yes uh, mute the mic or uh, uh we we also uh play like where we speak with each other over discord mm -hmm. and there's an option to have a button on your on your keyboard where you push to talk yes right and you can use that so that you can eat and then when you're ready to talk you push the button and you talk there you go right so yeah, totally, totally. Gamer etiquette, very important. It's not just important to smell good to yourself while you're there by yourself in your home mm -hmm. or with your family in your home, but it's also important that you not like make your friends listen to you chomp. Yep, that's very true. So, so you've been doing this uh, kind of remote freebie page for a couple of weeks now. Uh, yeah. Is is there a, a time limit on that or of of when it's going to end, or is it something that's going to be ongoing? Not per se. It really all depends on how long this all lasts, okay. to be perfectly honest. Um, we have content plans through the end of this month, and we are uh, shortly going to get together to um, start talking about, like, you know, protracting those so that uh, uh, we can continue to support the, the audience as long as we, as long as we can. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as this this whole situation lasts where people can't get together in small groups and play. And um, so we, uh, we imagine 
I'm imagining personally, uh, I, I mean, no predictions, you know, because I'm not a medical expert or anything like that. Right. So I'll uh, addendumize this whole statement with that, um, that this is not going to end anytime soon. This is going to be a thing for us um, through the year. And uh, so we will make plans to try and help support people through the year. We, we might change up our plans at some point and do different things and stuff, but there will be stuff there. Okay. The, some of the, the content that we provide though, I'm, that I'm really most excited about actually is it game content, mm -hmm. right? We have put up some really awesome uh, coloring book art that people can like, you know, uh, download, print out, grab your Crayolas and get crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for, for, for parents out there who, you know, are stuck home trying to help homeschool their children and find things for them to do, things like that are just as important as, you know, any game material that you can yeah. create. Maybe they're not old enough yet to play D&D, um, but you can still share your love of fantasy uh, art and the, the hobby and so forth by showing them the picture, letting them color it. And then while they're coloring it, you can give them a dissertation on the beholder. There you go. <laughs> yes. And it's ecology, right? <laughs> there you go. I mean, you, you, it's never too young to start teaching the important things. Like it's true. What the different eye stocks on the beholders do. Yes. Reading, writing, beholder. Yeah. Like those together. I know you can't talk about specific things that wizards or, or you are doing, but has there been any sort of shift in focus with, with what's happening, you know, in terms of long-term plans? Um, actually not at the moment there hasn't. No, okay. no. As far as like what we are working on, it's very much the same. Mm -hmm. The, the, biggest shift for us is in how we work, which I can totally talk about. Okay. Like we are essentially a virtual company at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are all uh, working from home and uh, we have all of our meetings online um, through various means. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we are very much uh, in tune with technologies of today's uh, so far that we can uh, all be essentially productive right. and have meaningful work hours and so forth um, and make this whole thing work. I'm, we're, I'm still like, you know, working on projects that I was working on before I walked out of the building in order to work from home. And uh, none of that has really changed. Cool. Just the only thing that changes is that it might my easy chair at home is way more comfortable than my chair in the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I, you know, it's just, there's yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's really hard to describe. I mean, the, yeah. the shift in that we, we have our own, uh, virtual happy hours where we have like basically meetings set up during the week where we all get together, like at the end of the day and, mm -hmm talk about whatever right. nothing important right yeah um, but for yeah, for, for a creative company i think that's that's super important to do um you know i've i've worked at home since probably 1995 uh, and i've you know i've been able to do whatever job it is teaching uh 
project management, quality assurance for software, game design, whatever. You know, I've always been able to do it, and I've always been able to take gather whatever materials I need and turn out what I need to turn out. But there's always something, especially in a creative field, about sharing these ideas and and talking not just about your work, but about the movies you've watched and the TV shows you're watching. And like you said earlier, your recipes, because yeah. that may not speak directly to a project that you're working on, but it refuels those those cells. Those creative cells are refueled by by just banter. Um, and don't forget, like like the endless stream of like the most current pet pictures that yeah. show up in these in these in these memes. Yep, um, they're they're adorable um, and sometimes hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. uh, yeah, we we do all the things. We talk about uh, movies and. And, uh, and the world and what's going on and what are we binge watching this week and all that sort of thing. Awesome. So, uh, so wizards has been giving away some of this content, um, but wizards also does a lot of other charity work over the, throughout the year. Uh, could you yeah. touch a little bit on, on that? Absolutely. We uh, are huge fans of charities that have a focus on helping children. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, uh, which is why we have for many years now endorsed Extra Life uh, as an event um, and as a cause to support like throughout the year. Um, I know last year we had a uh, an effort around Red Nose Day and this year I believe we're planning something as well. Awesome. Uh, for that as well, yeah. And um, uh, as you know, Wizards is a uh, wholly owned subsidiary of Hasbro. Mm-hmm. However, those official business terms go. <laughs> um, and Hasbro is a company that makes toys, mm-hmm. and they also are big believers in supporting uh, charities that help children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are aligned in that regard. And it's really nice to have that kind of support from uh, mothership as it was. Uh, so we will continue to uh, basically we we don't we don't do we, we can't just like help every there's a lot of charities out there mm-hmm. so what we have chosen to do is to really focus in on a couple of things that are very meaningful to us and that we can support in a very meaningful way um and and help to kind of like gather our our fans around these these efforts to like help children's hospitals through extra life and right. um, help with child poverty and so forth through Red Nose Day, mm-hmm. um, and really focusing on those uh, so that we have uh, the ability to drive a, a a great impact. Yep. Well, I know that like the Adventures League uh, has done a great job of finding ways to you know give certs or or run events that directly support extra life you you couldn't last year you couldn't throw a stone without hitting a game day um, that was running an old epic for example to to raise money and you know selling tickets and doing raffles and so on absolutely and uh as the head of the adventures league i fully support all of that activity mm-hmm. um, I, I want to encourage people if they want to run an event in 
support of the extra life or of Red Nose Day or anything else that, that assists children or you know any other worthy cause for that matter, um, uh, just reach out to the admins and we will uh, work to, to support you. So uh, let's let's talk about the Adventures League then for just a second. Uh, sure. You know, it's it's been going for ten nine seasons now. Uh, you know, in in the past, for previous editions, now is the time when we're generally talking about the next edition or yeah. the next thing, and and there is none of that in sight. And the the Adventures League, um, at least from what I've seen, is still going strong, if not growing. Uh, like the game itself, um, how how have you seen anything in the Adventurers League uh, that that has drawn your attention, or that has made you shake your head, or scratch your head, or shout with joy? <laughs> yes, all of those. All, things. all of the above and more. How long do we have? <laughs> uh, we, we have as much time as you want to talk. My 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 biggest. Crusade when it comes to uh, managing the Adventurers League. And this will never change. Those of you out here who do who are listening, um, it will never change until people themselves change. Mm -hmm. And that is the right for anybody, no matter who they are, or what they believe, or what they look like or whatever to participate in an event to play Dungeons and Dragons and enjoy being a part of a community that is bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And to feel, to feel safe within that joy. Yeah. Yes. They, they should feel, they should feel like they are a part of that community, not an outsider inside the community. Mm -hmm. They should feel included and they should feel like people um, are drawing them in to the warm embrace of the love of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and of that larger community of people who all love to sit down and play games, yep. regardless of what they are. Um, inclusivity and um, equal treatment and just, you know, be nice, folks. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah I, it, is, it is something that I am going to be shouting for a long time I, I feel yeah it's it's strange because you know people of our age chris we grew up some of us in areas where just by playing D, &D you were deemed an outsider you were deemed absolutely as something different and uh, there there are some people of our age who kind of not just accepted that but kind of wore it as a badge of you play D and D you're an outsider, you're different. And I think for some people it's hard to change that mindset to come on in. Welcome. The water's beautiful, you know? And, and so, you know, when I talk to people our age, I'm always trying to hammer that point home of you. Maybe we were outsiders back then. We don't have to be anymore. And not only that, we can do what our peers didn't and be accepting and Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was the thing is that when I was, when I was in high school and I, I will, I'll just straight up say it. I graduated from high school in 1987, mm -hmm. um, uh, which was a very different time. Yes. Um, 
But if you came to me and you said you wanted to play in my D&D game, or at that time, also, I was playing a lot of champions, my champions game, or whatever the case may be, I did not care who you were. Mm -hmm. You immediately were a friend. Right. I didn't care about any of the other personal details. As soon as I knew that you wanted to get involved and you were earnest about that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you, you and I could totally just be friends. Yeah. And uh, uh, outside of that, though, um, there was a lot of loneliness back then. <laughs> it's very true. And so that, you know, that's why I love this, this idea of, you know, with the Adventurers League to, to make events that are running official uh, things uh, like epics, send in a code of conduct that, that is enforceable by them um, yeah. to, to help that uh, acceptance be spread throughout the game absolutely absolutely we will we will make this a better world one player at a time mm -hmm. that's what it takes true very true uh so is there anything else that you can share uh with us in terms of your whether through the whether through the adventures league or dm's guild or anything that, that you touch anything to look forward to for us people home isolated and and looking for any hopeful information uh any... well uh there's not a lot i can say just yet okay that's um, fine there will be there will be key uh announcements made in the not so distant future about cool things happening mm -hmm. um i i can say yes there will be a season 10 yes I have already started hiring authors and designers and uh, uh, other other folks, editors and, and layout artists to to make that whole thing happen. Um, and yes, it is is going to rock. Mm -hmm. uh, We're going to have a good time. Excellent. Glad to hear that. So, is there anything else you want to share before I shut this whole operation down? Um, just that uh, uh, I'm at home and I'm playing D&D. &D. Uh, uh, one of the things that I do uh, want to say is I, I've been putting together my silver lining list for this entire situation. Nice. It's just a list of little observations of things. I, I want to share a couple of them with you. Um, uh, one of them is that I now have a D&D &D game with all of my friends who live in L.A. Sweet. Right. And yeah. it's because before they always thought to play D and D, we all had to get together. Now that nobody can get together and they want to play D and D. Um, I said, I'll run a game online. And they're like, yeah. So now I get to play a D and D game with my LA friends, which I'm super excited about. Um, I also play of course with my other local friends and so forth as well online. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm more, I'm getting more fluent in all the BTTs and stuff out there than I ever have been. Yeah. Um, one another silver lining thing, and this is more general. These days, when somebody asks you how you're doing, they're genuinely interested in the answer you give. Yes. They want to know, mm -hmm. are you okay? I, I I cannot tell you how much I love that. Other than I love it to infinity and beyond. Yeah, I mean, I I literally have a rotating. Uh, schedule of people who i'm checking in with 
just as because I know eat like they may live alone or they may be a super extrovert who have been forced to become introverts. Uh, you know, so check in on them and give them yeah. the chance to talk. You know, it, and it's super important. And I think we are, while we're not interacting as much uh, as we did before, we are interacting more in different ways. Um, with with people who we may not have talked to, like you would have never been playing with those LA people, right? If if this didn't I wouldn't happen. have been playing with them unless I saw them at a convention. We yep. might we might get a chance to play. Yeah. So the other the other uh, 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 thing I'll just go with uh, uh, one more thing, and that is is that a lack of vehicles out on the streets and a little, um, has made our, our skies bluer than they have ever been. Hmm. Yep. There's an, a positive impact to the environment from people working from home. And yeah. um, I got pictures of, uh, or I got streamed pictures from LA and there was an actual blue sky in LA. No smog, huh? No smog. Wow. I was astounded. It, it's actually up there past the smog. It exists. So, I mean, there is going to be a new normal after this whole thing ends. Um, and some of those new normal things are going to be a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. Some of these things are going to be good for us. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly embrace them. Awesome. I am hoping that that turns out to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. And you. before we shut down, I wanted to give a few Patreon shout outs to some of, of our backers, uh, John C. LeMay, John Carney, Kevin Lovecraft, Michael Dinos, PK, Richard Wyatt, Schmitty, Tiberius Star Crash Smith, and Todd Crapper. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Yes, that is a real name. It's the best name in gaming. Um, so thank you for supporting the show. Uh, if you would like to support the show, anyone out there, uh, for just a buck a month, you can help us pay our costs and editing and, and site hosting and all that. Um, and you also get access to special content from Down With D&D, from Misdirected Mark Productions, and from Pandas Talking Games. If you can't help us with a Patreon backing, that's fine. We understand. Uh, help us by giving us a review on whatever medium that you listen on. Or just talk about us on your social media sites. Uh, you know, say you enjoy the show and, and other people might listen. We like that. Uh, Chris, where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media? Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, the best place to do that is on Twitter. Uh, and you can find me at Onatrix, O-N-N-A-T-R-Y-X. There you go. Uh, if you want to see pictures occasionally, you can also find me at that same name on Instagram. There you go. You can get blue sky pictures. True story. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Merwin, or you can go to the Misdirected Mark forums at forums.misdirectedmark.com, where I will chat with you about whatever you want to chat about. Down with D&D is a Misdirected Mark production, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Hey, Chris, what are we going to do now? Oh, it's time to go kill some monsters. Rawr. You're down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. You're down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. You're down with D&D. Yeah, you know me. Down with DND. Down with DND. You're down with DND. I'm down with DND. Who's down with DND?